Hello and welcome to the Beautiful Business Podcast. Beautiful Business is a community for leaders who believe there's a better way of doing business. We believe beautiful businesses are led with purpose by people who care, guided by a clear strategy and soulfully grown. Hi folks, welcome to this week's episode of the Beautiful Business Podcast. My name is Ewan Sang and I was joined this week by Matthew Stibby. Matthew is a CEO, entrepreneur, marketer, writer, pilot, wine enthusiast and a geek. He's currently CEO at Articulate Marketing, who provide marketing for ambitious B2B tech companies. He's also CEO at Turbine, an online app that handles online purchase orders, expenses, and time off requests. He's wine geek at Vin Carter, as well as blogging about leadership and management. And previously, Matthew was founder and CEO at Intelligent Games, which he sold back in 2000. Now, I really enjoyed chatting with Matthew and found his advice super helpful. So I hope you do too. We're going to talk about understanding how to tell your purposeful journey. Articulate has got a whole raft of external certifications. So can you just give us a quick kind of run through on what you have and also what made you go out and get certified in these areas as well, please, Matthew? This is the horn tooting part of the interview. We're a certified B Corp since 2018 and we recertified last year. We're an investors in people silver company with the ambition of being gold next year. And we just won massive horn tooting a week before last now. We won Investors in People Small Employer of the Year, which was a tremendous accolade. And we're very proud of everything that the team has done. We are also Living Wage Employer, so the Living Wage Foundation, we're a charter member of that. In fact, everyone in the company has paid more than that, but the marketing industry is notorious for underpaid or unpaid interns and things like that. And I just, you know, I just, we're not that this is what we do. So I've probably forgotten some, but those are the main things that we talk about. And the reason, it's interesting, I talk a little bit about me personally, and I think this will explain how we got to this stuff. So back in 2017, a very dear friend of mine was running a business in Ealing that it was a social business designed to help children of elderly parents and help them find resources in, in Ealing. It was a really nice operation that he ran. And he was talking to me in the pub about B Corp. And I was like, what's that then? <laughs> B Corp, I don't know anything about that. And what that means and the standards it sets and the commitments that you make as a business. And so I went away and read up about that. This is, I suppose, 2017. And over the Christmas of 2017, 2018, I did the initial B Corp impact assessment. And we scored about 35, 34. And you need to be 70 or 80 to become a B Corp. So I was like, oh, that's a bit poor, isn't it? We could do a lot better than that. It appealed to me very much because I actually, you know, I wanted a business that I could be proud of. I didn't want to have a business that was running contrary to my values. I mean, if we only just wanted to make a profit, if profit was the only thing, we'd all be pimps and drug dealers, right? So there is some purpose in every business, but actually to run a business, I want to look myself in the mirror and be proud and satisfied about how I'm running. Okay, so that thought occurred to me. And then my competitive gaming instinct went that's a rubbish score. I want a higher score than that. How do I get a higher score? And so I, we spent most of 2018 working on, okay, all the things that you needed to on B Corp. Because basically it says you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Ratcheting up our score until it was high enough for us to apply for certification. So it was a little bit of personal conviction, a little bit of gamification, <laughs> and a little bit of inspiration from John. The lesson that I learned from going through that B Corp journey was and I think I mentioned this in our previous conversation, if you set a goal and you publicly commit to it, we are going to be a B Corp next year. I don't know how to do it, but this is what I think we have to do. Join me on this journey. 
That is very powerful and motivating. Secondly, objectively audited certifications are the opposite of greenwashing, right? They're the opposite of marketing BS. You're not bragging because you've done it. You've done something. Now, B Corp's had a little bit of controversy in the last year or so because some very large companies have used it to window dress some otherwise unattractive behavior or some parts of their business haven't been completely consistent with B Corp values. It doesn't mean that a business is perfect. It doesn't mean that the managers and owners are saints, but it does mean they have met a series of objective standards. And as B Corp is evolving, they're adding these mandatory sustainable development goals. It's going to be harder for some of these companies to wiggle their way into the certification. So that sort of ability to turn around to employees, to clients, to the public, to our website visitors and say, this is what we stand for. We've been measured and tested. So that, and off the back of that, I then went, okay, investors and people's next. Because I recognized that as a small business, we needed to be smarter about training, development, leadership, management. And that's a journey that's still ongoing. But, you know, we go and get these certifications. We delightfully win at this national recognition. And it lets me say to you, we're actually not that bad. It's not, you know, we're it's okay. We're pretty good, right? It's not me saying that because I've got some proof. Marketers often talk about messaging platforms. You know, this is the claim and here are the proof points, right? The claim is we're, you know, trying to be a good business. We're trying not to be evil. And the proof points are boom, 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 boom. And here's how we validate that. I think that's really, really uh, valuable for us. But then you get into this whole sort of rather delicate situation of English modesty, right? Don't want to toot your horn too much. We don't want our business to be seen as a sort of do-goody-good business. We're a you know, ruthlessly business-minded marketing agency. We try and deliver business results for people. This stuff is just part of how we do it. And there are competitive advantages. There are business advantages to being that kind of company, for example, with staff retention and recruitment. And also the third enemy is greener or holier than thou. And I don't want to come across too smug because, you know, you get into terrible dangers of hypocrisy, right? I mean, I, you know, as I said, we're not all saints and we're not all perfect, but we're trying to be better. I think this is it. And I think this is the what we need to make sure that we don't fall into in terms of the public discord around being a purposeful business. It doesn't necessarily have to be as binary as you either are or you are not. You know, a lot of it is around intent and authenticity as well. And I think what you said there about, you know, big corporates who are trying to game the system to get certification. The reality is, is if there's a system, there's somebody there who's going to try and game it. I wouldn't want to... It is an objective standard. It is externally audited. If they are B Corp, they've passed the test. Hmm. It doesn't automatically mean, and this is true for any B Corp or any business, every part of it is immaculate and hmm. saintly and perfect. You may not necessarily like the business very much. There are some very interesting B Corps. I mean, I run a marketing agency and a lot of people have little respect for marketing. Don't be silly. You know, I, you know, I, know that. <laughs> I sometimes joke, I run a marketing agency, but don't tell my mother she thinks I play the piano in a book. <laughs> so there's a few B Corps that we know really, really well, one of which is a recruitment agency. There's two recruitment agencies, I believe, that are B Corp. We know both of them. One of them's um, and another one that's gone through certification. And let's be fair, if you think marketing yeah. agencies got a bad reputation, recruitment agencies kind of, you know, <laughs> hold my beer, as it were. I do hear what you're saying, and it is interesting in the sense that to overcome that greenwashing, the cynicism, I suppose, is that people just saying, you know, are you just kind of just saying that? Is it a greenwashing, rainbow washing, or whatever you wanted, purpose washing kind of exercise? The objectivity of certification removes, to a degree, the subjectiveness Yes. The message, right? And I think you've used the word authenticity. And I think part of what we're trying to do is, as I've talked about, enlist the engagement and support and cooperation, collaboration of the whole company 
And certainly for allyships and various initiatives that we're running outside the B Corp thing, that's very important. As you said, changing your logo for Pride Month, fine. But actually, you know, can you do things to talk about it? Can you raise awareness and so on? That's more important. So that, but also I think the other pillar of this is accountability. It's not just the auditing thing. So we have pages on our website and much more detail and pages in our intranet about what we're doing. We update everyone in the company every couple of weeks with our company bite-sized meetings. We have a scorecard. So on our business scorecard, again, also alongside profit and growth and you know utilization and lovely marketing management metrics, hmm. there is allyships or causes that we're supporting. There is our progress towards B Corp recertification and progress towards net zero. They are up there on the same thing produced by the same CFO with the same ruthless sort of focus on results. I think that's quite important as well. So I think being accountable for it, sharing what you're doing, engaging people and, you know, publishing that. I think where we're a little weak and we need to do more work is on, you know, our annual report on our website. And I think as part of the SDG thing, we're going to wrap it that up quite a lot so that it it stops being look look at all the great things we're doing which is important but this is what we did this is where we fell short this is what we're doing next year this is our report card so that we are as well as using biannual b corp and iip renewals we're also marking our own scorecard i mean it sounds like in order to do this properly, in order to be able to tell your purposeful story, you need to have that verification, the certification, the rigor behind your numbers and the ruthlessness, as you say, in terms of your approach and your auditing to the same degree as the other business kind of KPI metrics that you would have out there. And that interesting concept around, we did a lot of work on balanced scorecard at the last company that I was in. And the whole idea of it was that it was balanced. You know, finance is not more important than developing your team or more important than your business. It is a balanced card so to have your allyships your partnerships your net zero your sustainability whatever you want to call it but that element that shares the same agenda that shares <laughs> the same weighting as these other business parts it sounds like that's really core to yes. the articulate approach yes and baking in the sustainable development goals and net zero and investment into our business planning mm. so it's if you haven't got a profitable, successful, growing business, you can't do all this other stuff. So, you know, that's job number one. And no one's pretending otherwise. But putting in as part of that, you know, as part of our North Star goals, for example, net zero, number of allyships, things that we're going to do, activities we're going to run, and running that whole thing through exactly the same consultation, the exact same planning process, the exact same internal reporting, and so on. I think that it's not separate from running the business. It's not a bolt-on, go-faster extra. It's integrated and integral to how that's an evolution in the last couple of years. We've got a lot smarter about how we do our business planning and our business reporting. It's been part of that journey too. It's sort of, it's come along for the ride as we've got better at that. And it feels like I remember when I underwent scrum training many years ago and the scrum trainer said, there's a be wary of scrum, but, and that's kind of like, you know, you're almost using the scrum principles, but you're compromising on certain pieces. You're not really doing it properly. And he called it scrum, but. It almost feels a little bit like that until you do build it into your systems processes and your approach and treat it with the same level of rigor in terms of management, in terms of monitoring, in terms of KPI tracking, so on and so forth, then it remains a nice to have. Yeah, but to not put people off who think that suddenly sounds like an awful lot of work if you're not doing that starting to do that, taking those first steps is not hugely difficult, right? Go do the B Corp impact assessment, see what your score is, 
and pick the top three things that you didn't score well on to go work on. I mean, you know, that's enough to start with. It's not a binary either, you know, you've got everything right and you're doing it all perfectly. And let me be clear, I do not think we've got everything right or we're doing everything perfectly, but we are a couple of years down the road on this. So, you know, ask me again in two years and I'll probably give you a whole different story. So I just wanted to come back to part of the answer that you gave earlier about how being able to tell your purposeful journey by using verification and certification, it helps from an internal perspective. And I think you mentioned recruitment and retention, and it's been a big part of that, but also in terms of customers and part of winning new clients on board. So I'm just very interested to know, particularly with the period of economic uncertainty that seems to be coming down the road, how you think having a purposeful story will help businesses through the coming challenges. Tough economic times are like normal times, just more so, right? I mean, you know, all the things that you would do to run a good business, you have to be doing them a little bit harder, a little bit better, a little bit more rigorously, a little bit more tough-minded. There's no change, I think, in running a good business. You just have to pay more attention to it. I hope, you know, yes, cash management and profitability probably rise to the surface. I mean, I'm saying this both for my own business, but also as a marketer advising other businesses, the critical thing is differentiation and positioning, right? So whether you're a marketing agency or you're an IT support company or you're a computer manufacturer, whatever, whatever, I mean, those are sort of worlds that we're in, right? You have a choice of marketing agencies, you have a choice of IT support companies. So how do you sound different in a world of everybody saying the same thing? And it isn't the only way of differentiating, but I bet you there aren't many IT support companies that are also B Corps. I bet you there aren't many that are also investors in people. And so it is a way when you're communicating with a client on the website or when you're doing a sales pitch and you've got your proposal deck in there, you're going, this is something we're not like the others for these reasons. The important point is, and here's how that benefits you, potential client, right? It's not just like, we're fantastic. We're lovely. It's like, we have better trained people. We have more retention. So we keep people for longer. So they have more experience. Here's a really important thing for this beautiful business, sustainable business angle. When you talk to larger companies, they have internal goals and requirements around that. And you can say to them, you know, we've, we get this quite a lot where we get sent a questionnaire. We just write B Corp, B Corp, B Corp, B Corp. And we send them with a link to our page on B Corp that says, here is their score and here's how they did. So all their sort of CSR and their requirements are met by us already being certified. It becomes very easy. So there's another little thing. It kind of puts you to the front of the queue when you're working with big companies that want to check all that. I think that's telling the story, showing the badges and the certifications, and then translating it into, and here's why it matters to you is really important. And it's the same with recruitment. I think, you know, we have lots of about us pages and things, but, you know, when we're recruiting and we say things like, we're an investors in people certified company, and that means for you, you're going to get 12 paid training days a year. You are going to get a happiness budget, happiness account of £840 a year that you can spend to buy training courses or other things that you need. We're going to do that. We have this. We do this. We do this. You know, again, it's claim, proof point, detail, proof points, and translating it for the audience. I think so. That's what works. It's very telling when we recruit people and we ask everybody what excites you about working at Articulate. And that question is quite useful because if they haven't looked at the website, you get a sort of waffly BS answer and you know that they haven't looked at the website. If they have looked at the website, they will say something like, you know, I really respect your values or I really would like to work in that business. Or, you know, Now, it may not be the only reason they want to come here. And at the end of the day, they still need a salary and they need a fulfilling job and a career, but it's the thing that they latch onto and they tell us. So we know that they pay attention to this. When it comes to sales, 
And I would say probably that's true from 80% of candidates that we hire, that that's the thing they tell us was the differentiating factor. With sales, there are a spectrum of opinion. I think more business owners are at the, I don't want to know, I don't care, it's not important to me. And there's not everybody, but there's definitely a lot out there that well, that's all irrelevant to me. But there are some for whom it's really important and really valuable and really differentiating. And they take comfort from the fact that we've got these certifications and that we care about that. For example, they might be on their own journey to B Corp, or they might be a B Corp and they want to have a B Corp forward supply chain. So it's not the deciding factor, but it's differentiating. Yeah, it's an influence on their decision. And I guess to a degree, from the perspective of working with clients we have a rule in our organization where it's good work with good people and whilst that's still obviously incredibly subjective as it stands as a single statement but if you are very clear on what your values are to the point where you get certification where you get audits where you get you know validation in these kind of areas it will attract people who share the similar sort of values and the similar sort and again kind of going back into that kind of subjective point as you say if you if there's an organization who perhaps kind of ticks all the boxes in terms of scope of the project type of project industry sector da, 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 but they weren't actually all that bothered about b corp values and sustainability versus an organization where those are really important to them then almost just from a personal perspective of working with teams and organizations and individuals where your values align that's hard to put a price on yeah there's an implied differentiator with all of that as well. Because, you know, when you buy services from a company, you take quite a lot on trust. I mean, you might have been referred, but generally you just, you know, most of our business comes inbound through the website. They don't know us from Adam. And being able to say, we've done this, this, and this, and we've had it audited and certified, communicates a message that we're trying to be grown up. We're quite serious. We pay attention to details. We do apply rigor to our work. Yeah, it's visible over here in B Corp and investors and people and yada, yada, yada. So you can sort of infer that it's also true about how we approach websites or how we approach copywriting or whatever it is. And that's a very subtle thing. And it's not a thing that we are, you know, we make explicitly, but I think it comes through. I think it's inferred. And certainly when we do a sales presentation, you know, we've got three or four slides that are introducing articulate. There's a mini creds deck Mm. alongside the fact that we work for and worked for Microsoft and Dell and Google and people like that. You know, it's these signals about being good at what you're doing and that building that trust and confidence is one of those. Mm. Just as you speak there, it just made me think, coming back to that telling that purposeful story piece, as you say, in a cred deck or wherever it might be, I do love that, your kind of statement and your proof points, as it were, that kind of cascade from that. Because, it again, we spoke earlier about a level of cynicism that might be in the minds of the viewer, in the minds of the audience, if you like. And there's a scale to that level of cynicism. But by having certification, by having that validation, having it very obvious and very transparent as well as part one. And then that second part is, well, why should you care? And almost making it clear to them, this is what it means to you, Mr. Client, or to you, potential employee. But you make an important point because there's cynicism and disinterest at one end of the spectrum. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's not important. But there's cynicism at the other end of the spectrum. There are true believers and people who think that, you know, are very passionate about climate change, about the environment, about working conditions. I mean, just, and they are also very cynical. Yes. They take a lot of persuading. And there are people, they're the ones that we want to persuade. I mean, they're the ones Mm. that we're interested in hiring. People are passionate. But there are canyonfuls of cynicism in, out there on both ends of the spectrum and the certifications. This feels like it's a story about certifications. I think the certification is important, but it's sort of the manifestation of the underlying commitment and activity. It's a way of saying, we're doing all this stuff and look, here's, here's the proof that we're doing it. And I, yeah. I don't want to get hung up on the certifications. Sure. 
Indeed. It's much like the point that you made. The certification, getting the certificate, the end point, is not as valuable as a journey that you go on. To, well, can to, I give you an analogy for this, actually? I used do. to be a private pilot. I don't fly anymore for various reasons, but for 10 years or so, I was flying around in little planes and loved it. And before you become a pilot, you think the key thing is getting your pilot's license because then you're a pilot and you can go flying, right? You think certification is everything. And as you go through your training, you realize that instructors are there to help you stay safe. They're there to educate you. They're there to help you push your limits and develop your skills and experience and competence. But after a little bit, they send you off on your own. You Most of your flying training you do on your own as a student pilot. That's quite scary, but that's also part of their job is knowing when that's ready to go. Here is the thing that happened to me. I realized about 30 hours into my training that flying without a license, but with an instructor or with an instructor's permission, was also flying. It was also my hobby. And if I then look at the next 800 hours that I did in light aircraft, probably a third of those hours were with an instructor, even though I had a license. Why? Because I was learning new ratings or learning new planes, or sometimes just, you know, I was going on a long trip and I just wanted somebody to come with me and make sure I was safe. Or the first time I flew into Amsterdam Schiphol, I was certified and licensed to do it, but I didn't want to do it on my own. (laughs) I wanted to go with someone who'd done it before. So the certification is the journey the journey is as important as the destination. The learning is as important. The transformation is as important as the certification. Thank you so much, Matthew, for sharing your time, your advice, your ideas, and your insights from running Articulate Marketing. Thank you for joining us for this week's Beautiful Business Podcast. Beautiful Business is a community for leaders who believe there's a better way to do business. Join us next time for more interesting discussions on how businesses can bring about change, helping communities, building a fairer society and safeguarding the planet. You can also join in the discussion at www.beautifulbusiness.uk.